Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony, and I hope that you're all having a blessed week and uh, enjoying it because the clown circus that is the uh, U.S. politics has continued because, you know, would they ever get some sense knocked into them or actually do what the people want? And uh, <laughs> I saw a meme today, and it's uh, painfully laughing because um, it's a elephant, you know, representing the GOP. And the voter saying, so when can we look forward to this small and um, reduced spending and small government? And they go, that's the great thing. <laughs> Never happens. Never happens. The uh, GOP is not for smaller government because in the past they have not done the smaller government. So until they do it, we are we have to just keep them in check as much as possible and as they lie to our faces, remind them each election cycle that they're lying. You know, we have this Maui fire. My heart and prayers go out to those people out in Maui that have to recover from this fiasco that is out there of the government response. It's been absolutely abysmal. Now, I do think that we need to start transitioning this country to allow the locals to be able to, you know, and local communities around there and people around the United States just to get you know, dive in, get their hands dirty, and help rebuild. Because, as we all know, government inefficiencies are the destroyer of progress. And if you were hoping that the government was supposed to be able to do something and waiting on them, um, don't hold your breath. They're, you know, governments lie, <laughs> governments lie more, and then government tells more lies, right? That's what they kind of do. So let's stop going through and thinking that we're going to go down the, the, down the road of having a changed government mind. No, they're, you know, they take our money and um, and they don't put it to any use and they just tax us and tax us to a thousand cuts and still we think that we have freedom. Now, we have to keep our God-given rights and get back our freedom, but that's going to take a lot of work um, to be able to do that, right? The government thinks that they control us now. In fact, you're starting to hear more and more about the COVID stuff and I think some state legislators or state governors, depending upon how they're set up in your government need to start making a stand um, to be able to um, do the right thing. Um, but this is this is something that we have to constantly keep in our heads as we go forward is that we can't just give up or people need to stop. I mean, I wasn't one that was doing the masking stuff. God knows um, how, how I felt about that. Some people around in my local community know how I feel about that. Um, I've had people come up to me and say, you should wear a mask. Be grateful if you're one of those people that I was in a hurry with that I didn't have time to explain to you a whole bunch of stuff and try to break your mind out of the, out of the mass formation that you've been a part of and that you think that a mask was actually good. You know, it's kind of like a bee going through a soccer net is the equivalent of your mask for COVID. So, But, you know, if you have the brain the size of a peanut i can't help you in every scenario but i will try to break you out of that trance and hopefully get your brain back to a uh, regular size i think that's important to get people back there i pray for these people because they you know you have you've always heard the quote right of you only use what five percent of your brain ten percent whatever it is right and one thing I think that we all could do more of is use more of our brain. The only problem is, is, you know, when 
when somebody like me would say, you have a brain the size of a peanut, it's not that your brain's actually that size. It's that just come on and start thinking, using your brain a little bit more. You have that ability. And I think that even some of this nonchalantness or, you know, jabs at people is in sometimes is trying to get them to be out of that trance to start to be able to, to think outside of the box that they're already in. And there can be different mechanisms to do that, right? Um, these mechanisms to be able to do this, uh, um, and I take different approaches with different people at different times, right? Sometimes you got to be nice. Sometimes you got to, you know, jab them a little bit, you know, make an offhanded comment to see if somebody will start thinking. And because as they kind of get this data into their head, as they kind of get the truth into their head, all of a sudden a lot of different things start changing for them. And that's when they get to be, oh, this is actually, you know, these people that I have to go and apologize for uh, or to or have to go say thank you for trying to get me back to understanding what's really going on in government and how corrupt it really is and how they don't serve the people, but they're supposed to, how we have God-given rights, how our founding fathers founded this nation. You know, that's something that we have to kind of break break through, and it's it's sad indeed to see where we've come. But as we go through with this, we, we're seeing uh, today is the GOP establishment um, um what is their what is their dumb thing debates they call them debates you know what a debate is allowing people to get up and actually debate something people got to stop calling them debates oh i want to watch the debates they're not debating they're getting asked questions that's not a debate you're in a regulatory stance and you are regulated down to such a thing with where you don't have a back and forth to an actual debate i it's just not what people think it is right um if you have time, oh, you can't do that. When you have somebody interrupting you, when you have some mediator that's supposed to keep it fair but is not, and which has a bias, which is trying to get a narrative out of it, and you're telling me that this is a debate, you have lost a lot of your credibility of understanding of what this actually is. And we got to start calling it what it is. And I'm not trying to blame people of being like, oh, this is a debate, and I'm just calling it. I'm trying to get this out there that we have to start calling it what it is. I mean, this doesn't go for the debate. This goes for people calling our government a democracy. A democracy is a gateway drug to communism, socialism, whatever you want. It's just a gateway drug to get to another point. Democracy has my rule. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. We're a constitutional republic. And we have to start using these correct terms to get these terms out there so people start latching to it and it starts with people that are willing to put on a podcast it starts with people that are willing to talk to somebody else in their community it starts with people when they go through and they say hey yeah in our democracy you mean constitution republic republic you you put that out there you mean republic at this point right we are in a democracy if you look at the fact that there's all these mob things going on What's going on with Trump? What's going on with, you know, with just voting the masses and thinking that's what it is? You know, what whoever screams the loudest gets what they want. That is a mob rule. That is what democracy is. Let's scream the loudest. Let's get what we want. Let's not listen to what the rules and light reg- regulations are. Let's not listen to what laws are on the books, what there is in the Constitution, what it is based on. And then you have all these things and you're going, oh, 
this is what it is. No, this is not what it is. This is, um, it is, it is shocking to me what has gone through and what people are willing to call stuff just to try to stay in a news organization or stay into the flow, stay into the mainstream instead of standing what is right. When, when it comes down to it, and this is not a question just for me, um, but it's a question I ask a lot, is did I do the right thing? Did I do what God would be, what stands on God's principles? Did I do what stands on God's principles? And the reason why I ask that question, what, is this a, you know, a God-driven decision? Is this emotional? Is this, you know, I, I try to be a very, very logical person, right? Um, down to it, so there's not really emotional decisions. But is the logical decision the one that is a God logical decision or is it just a logical decision into the human realm which not necessarily is the right decision you have to be backed up by god at all points and this is one thing where i think politicians are willing to sacrifice based upon their votes and say this is what may is going to be electable and then when they come and lose an election they say, well, we're trying to do what was electable. Maybe we have to adjust what we think is electable. You know, maybe you stand on abortion. And now we think it's more electable to allow murders up to six weeks or 13 weeks. We want to change the law that's already on the books because we want it to be more electable. Well, then what happens is and what will happen is that you've made the ungodly decision and now what happens is that you will start being and chipping away at your at your actual values that you stand on because now you've now just moved up and said it's okay to murder people. So now you don't have a morality anymore. You've turned on your Christianity, your religious nature, whatever you know religion you are. I'm Christian, so I'm going to use that. But you might you know your Christian nature. Now you're okay with that because you've turned against it. And now when I vote, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be able to get elected. The problem is, is that they don't, the further they get away from God, unless you're going to go down the devil route, is that then it's harder to get elected because you've now gone away from your, your values. And now we can't trust you as in a uh, you know, person that is in, trying to get in office or is in office. Instead, what you need to be doing is saying, these are my values. These are what I'm standing on. And I'm not, you know, changing. I believe in the right to life. I believe that these people need to take, um, that need to be able to be born so that they can carry out what God has ordained them to do. You know, and going against God, I think that when you all said and done, when you're at the pearly gates of heaven and you are being asked, what did you do? If you're, you're determined to get into heaven, right? And I like to always think of this and come back on this. What did I do that, you know, what values were I standing on that, I'll, you know, that is going to get me in or not in? And, there, you know, there's a lot more questions you can ask from this, but what are the values that you stand on? Are they godly values or did you stray away from the godly values and never, you know, go back to them? Did you decide to choose the path to... Be what is popular instead of what is right. 
when we break this down, we start thinking about what is popular and what is right. Where do you want to stand later on? How do you want your kids to look at you, your family to look at you? And I think that people miss it, especially politicians. They want to do what is popular. They don't want to do what is right. And we all know that we have a different perspective of people after they have passed based upon their actions that have happened during their life. And we start seeing what their life actually was. If they were, they might have made the popular thing at one point, but it may not have been the thing of, hey, this is, um, this is not the right thing, right? Whereas the people that made the right thing, we look very highly of, even though that they might not have led the most glamorous life. Mother Teresa. Most people will say, I don't want to live that life. It's not the life that I like to be, I want to be seen living. Uh, but her efforts during her life laid the groundwork of what we see today. And even though a politician isn't at that level of what she devoted her life to, but that's the same thing we will look at you. Many politicians fade into the sunset and all we think of them as being evil and being unfollowing of what we've elected them to do based upon what they said. Most politicians, you know, especially on the conservative movement here in, you know, Wisconsin say, you know, I'm here for fiscal responsibility and everything else. Yet they don't go for the jugular when you have the opportunity. I get it. The governor here in Wisconsin is an absolutely horrid mess. Runs a voting operation here that nobody wants to look into. I mean, except for the people of Wisconsin. You want an honest election, we have to do nothing about it. Where does that stand with? Oh yeah, the legislative branch. It's not that hard to see where you stand when you decide to back away from the tough decisions. Where are you in the tough decisions? Where are you when you matter most? You look at the GOP on the national side. I'll, I'll probably come back to Wisconsin here in a second. But you have the debates tonight. And I know I started with the debates here and I've gone down my rabbit hole. But here it is. Trump's not going to be at the debates. Who cares? He's already been on the job. We know what to expect from him. We kind of need to see maybe who else is there. I don't think that there is anybody else running that is in the top two or three that is even worth looking at, um, in my opinion. Now, I'm still researching on some of the other ones, and uh, I have a problem with what the GOP did, too. Larry Elder out of California, um, you know, he tried to run for governor there. Whatever you feel about him, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent. I don't know too much about him. I know he has a um, a talk show and stuff as well, but I, and I haven't listened too much to him. But looking at what happened to the GOP, he used one of three polls, and he made qualifications to be on the stage, yet he was denied going on the stage to, because of the GOP, whatever they wanted. They said that, excuse me, Rasmussen was not a qualified poll because they work with Trump or whatever else. They're one of three polls to predict 2016 correctly, and now you don't want to recognize them, even though that they're a major poll. My question is, is 
this the GOP you want to be a part of? Is this the GOP that represents the people? No, not at all. They represent Fox News. They represent, you know, the Murdoch family of what they wanted on stage, right? They didn't. They probably didn't want Larry Elder on for some reason. I don't know why. I think that he might, I mean, I thought that some of the stuff he said in California wasn't a bad thing to begin with. So, I, I mean, I don't know that much about him on his political side or anything else. But you had 16 people the last time on stage. Now you, you just want eight. What is your outcome you're trying to do? I get you have qualifications, but according to him and what he said, you met all of them. You just didn't like one of the criteria of where you got it from. And you didn't tell anybody about it until later on. To me, that is kind of cronyism, right? That is, we'll put these out there, but we'll select what we want. It happens to be it's a democratic thing to do. Are you standing on your values that you think later on in life will be recognized as you've done well? I don't think so. I think that is another point in time of these same GOP people saying one thing and not following through. How many times have we had a, you know, a major thing come out, deleting emails, Benghazi, um, Fast and Furious, all this stuff that have came through and a Republican has been up there saying this was wrong, this and everything else, and nothing has come from it. Nothing. No referrals, no nothing. Where is the GOP? Are the GOP even in it to try to win? Are even in it to do anything? Or are they just in it for the money? You have to ask questions like this. I know people that, you know, are working in the GOP and local levels. It seems, you know, I, I think they have very good intentions. I do. I just feel like those good intentions are going to be destroyed based upon a bigger party mechanism that they have no control over. And it is sad to see. But I think it does start at a local and state level in certain areas, I think. But I don't think that you ignore the, the federal level either. I think you have to conquer each one at all at the same time. You just have to. And even though you just need to make political progress bit by bit, I don't know if the GOP is going to be able to last through everything that they're trying to do because they're not doing it in the best moments of the people. There, there's two big things here I think that a lot of people miss. And it is in the GOP, there are the Wall Street guys. They want things to be ran underneath their control and the way they want them run. Then you have another thing in the GOP, which is the voting base which not necessarily are GOP members, but they are the ones that can get you in or across the line. What the GOP is trying to do is trying to ignore the base, which is the main street, right? When you bring it, and I, I talk about it in economic terms, because the base of everything here is economic terms. Once you, once you keep the Ten Commandments, right, you need a base of something where well, that's going to be the economic terms of something so we look at the economic terms of something and you go through and you try to identify you know what is going to work well well if you start doing a focus on main street one thing wall street will benefit greatly it's a problem problem they won't benefit greatly as selling out the united states which they're doing right now 
and they're moving everything offshore to different countries well then america suffers instead you should have you know trump was great at this uh be able to put up and do a better job at economics for the main street and the wall street guys will still do well except the main street would also do well and everyone start to prosper high tide raises all ships instead um what they want to do what the wall street guys want to do is just suck up the tide and put it in their own boats <laughs> and then try to leave <laughs> um even though what's going to happen is is that when you suck up that tide into your boats what happens there's no water to go away on and you've now just destroyed both that's what actually happens in the end, but they haven't realized that yet. They're too, they're too self-absorbed because they think that they can live forever and go past this, and they'll have another fixed order or another Ponzi scheme, Federal Reserve, or something else going on at that time, which may happen. But in the end, we do know that God always wins. So in the end, there will become tumbling down. Maybe them won't, but maybe their kids, maybe somebody else will be on the receiving end of that. And that's just something we have, that is going for the jugular. Going for the jugular, and I know I mentioned this last week, is the moment you stand, you know, in front of the pearly gates and say, what did I do? How did I stand up in the face of evil? What does my family see of me? How will people remember me based upon my actions of how I was serving my elected of you know group of people and if you're not elected you know you can look at that in a different way of you know your work your family everything else around you your community neighbors etc but i think the big thing is in all of this is that we have to see of where we're going and what we're doing and then go for that jugular go the Democrats are exposed. So are the Republicans. Basically because they're not standing on biblical beliefs. They're not standing on God's principles. And when you do that, you are exposed to things. And that allows you or allows people that are willing to to stand up on their beliefs to go after them. And to bring God back into the fold. I mentioned this I, a while ago. I don't remember which week. But I mentioned out within the devil, and I think that that's a great book to read to see how people react and um, see the world and see how the devil's trying to control it. It really puts in your mind of a new way of thinking, a new idea of what's really going on. So you can kind of see and break down of what's actually and where the devil's operating. We're in a battle, and this battle is not going to be won by people sitting idly on its side. It's going to be won by people going after and standing up for what is right and going after the things that matter. You know, the, this, this whole thing, you know, with the sound of freedom, how that is just roaring through the theaters. I'm excited to actually get that uh, movie when it comes out on DVD. I haven't been to theaters in, let's see, 15 years, maybe longer. But... It, I think it's going to be super um, fun to watch, you, you know, here at uh, my house and be able to get people around it that haven't seen it already, get more people to watch it because that is an important, that's something good to stand on. That is good foundation to be able to say we're going to change and make sure that we stop this evilness that is in this world, that Sound of Freedom is helping the masses 
understand and see. And this is one of the things with the sound of freedom that is so good is getting that information out there and getting the people broken from the mass formation and getting people out of that because you could call people whatever you want, right? And I, I, I did it in the beginning, right? Small-minded, you know, peanut size, whatever else. But if they're willing to go and expand their horizons and break out of that mass formation and get their brain back on track and expand their thinking, that's all I ask for. To get back into godly principles. Get back to what is important and what matters in this world. Taking care of the kids. Right? You know, if you've had kids, you know how important it is to take care of them, teach them, and, and teach them up so that they can grow to be up, uh, outstanding adults that believe and grow in the kingdom of God. We have police officers. I wanted to get to this, too. Uh, this week, there's been a lot on police officers overall. And you, you've heard I've got, you know, I'm not a huge fan of police officers because they're not elected. I'm way more of a sheriff-type person. I like the election of them. However, when you have a shooting that's happening, they need to get in the line of fire. And what was the one, what was it, like Fargo or something? I was watching that one. I mean, the officer did was outstanding, outstanding procedure. Not only was he was the person shooting around him, he was giving the guy an opportunity to surrender as well. Very, very good. And there's been a couple more shootings here, and I'm, it's just terrible to see all these shootings go around, but we just don't have enough guns out there. If you want me to go into statistics of how that works psychologically, I'll do that some other time. But um, there is... A lot happening. I mean, even the one, the immigration person, the immigrant that the Biden administration put on parole had to go see now injured a cop. And he is, um, I, I pray for his, their family out there because that is devastating of where, you know, what is it, crack skull or something because of the uh, accident and everything else. This is why you need to secure border. It's not, heaven does not, I, I just said you stand at the, you know, pearly gates. Heaven does not have an openness. They allow everyone an opportunity to get in. Not everyone can get in. And the downside to all these cops of what they do, you have good cops around because you see them in the news. I, I read one, I think it was just amazing, um, had to go and uh, arrest a woman for stealing. Um, it's not, this, is, this, I don't, this wasn't in California or anything. This was a woman that stole like five eggs or something. The cop asked, hey, what'd you steal and everything else? And she, the woman was honest. She goes, I needed to uh, get food for my kids. The cop went and paid for all the groceries, took her back and they went and paid for all the groceries. It was good that they, you know, from what I understand, the store dropped the charges and everything else. But this is where we need communities to come together and churches to get involved and start doing what is right, getting and helping these families. I, you know, I'm more than willing and God knows I do donate to, um, churches and I think more of us should try to do that but churches have to get out there and say we're going to help the community do you need food do you need all of this we need to help the community and get better at it here churches you have volunteers and you have people in the church that are willing to do stuff but you're sitting idly 
watching by. That is not godly. And if you just listen to the rest of this, churches, you might have an understanding about where you should actually be going because you have a huge responsibility because you decided to take an oath and be there and teach God's word, but yet you're not going and following it because there's people in your community that are really crying out for you and you could be easily reaching them by if you just put a little bit of an effort. And there's people in your congregation that are willing to help you get there, but yet you aren't willing to put any effort to try to organize it. We're just asking for a little bit of organization where people in your community could be doing it as well. But the church is a perfect opportunity because not only does it reach out and show what God is grateful for doing and being able to do it, but you can be the center point which you should be in your community to begin with. Here's my little tangent. (laughs) But then you have cops that go through, and this is the disgusting part to me. Show warrant the whole th- person then braids the little uh, old lady um, of a newspaper she owned, 98 years old. She dies the next day. Cops have an obligation, not just to the people, but, I mean, the reason why this happens is the cops work for the government. They don't work for the people, where sheriffs work for the people, right? And sheriffs and cops need to get this in their heads too. Is you have to be doing what is right by the people. If you have, you have, you have the people, you have a sheriff, you have the county government, you have the state government, and you have the federal government. They're all supposed to be facing the same direction. Let's say that the county, or let's say the federal government turns. And starts fighting the state government. The state government is supposed to stand up for those people and fight back. Let's say the state and federal now have turned. Then the county government and the local government is supposed to turn and fight back. Let's say those first three now are all fighting. The sheriff is supposed to be fighting back. That's where the cops should also be. But they are not. They're with the local government doing their bidding and the federal government and the state government. They are not there fighting. And they need to be got to look inside yourself and see where you guys line up. Where in your hearts and in your minds are you? Are you following a God-driven society, a God-based society, a God-based fulfilling? Or are you going to go along with the devil and what he's doing you and what directions he's pulling you in? Because right now, you look at all indictments and everything else, it's a lot of devil-driven stuff out there. But a few good men, a few good people, a few good women, a few good children. I, and I believe that there's going to be some amazing stuff out of some kids here. We got, you know, I like to listen to prophetic words, as you guys know. But we got some kids coming up right now, I, you know, that are just going to be prophetic warriors. Remember, the prophetic word is out there so that we can repeat the prophetic word so God can act through the words. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. What the fig tree do? Where are you guys? Where is the church? Where is the Republican Party? Where's our elected officials? Where is your government standing? With God or with the devil? There's only two options. You gotta pick one. If you're wandering in between, I'm sorry that's not the case. You're with the devil. I pray that you guys come back to where it needs to be. I'll be standing there and doing whatever I can. I know that there was out here in Wisconsin, 
the police were um, arrested a Christian group just voicing their opinion about the LGBTQ um, stuff that they're forcing on kids. Excuse me in saying so. Police officers that were doing that. Where do you stand? Maybe we need to all revise our readings and start going through the basic instructions before life ends book, Bible. I think it's important to get ourselves where we're rooted. <laughs> we need to be rooted in the Bible. We need to understand where we come from. We can have discussions about the Bible all day long. What does this mean? What does that mean? How does this go? What does that go? You got some really basic stuff in there, though, too. And that's what we need to all be attributing by and to be able to believe in and to go down there. I know I'm running long again. I got all, uh, I guess I'm getting all talked out today. Uh, <laughs> got to run a little long just for, for that, though. Um, I hope that you all are seeing kind of where this is going, how this is all being put together, and you're ready for the battle that is ahead. I don't think it's, you know, I, you know I'm not going to go, I don't think it's a shooting battle or anything like that. I think it's a battle of spiritual, or it's a spiritual battle. It's a battle of the spiritual and seismic portions of trying to see where things are going to go. People say, that, you know, certain things are down you know this does culture this no you are the culture you determine the culture because you put it out there you talk about the culture you say where it is you put god in the culture and that's going to be the culture people are going to put out negative and devilish culture things too we're in a world with both the sides in the world that's the way it is but let's be the loudest side let's be the side that's going to put our foot down and be the people in power we're going to make the devil shrink. The devil's not allowed here. The devil will shrink back into its shadows where it belongs. He will cower underneath the force of God. And we have that with us. With that, I want to say I'm praying for all of you out there. I thank you so much for listening to The Way Freedom Flies. Please reach out to me, um, uh, pro, uh, The Way Freedom Flies at proton.me if you want to reach out to me. I really enjoy hearing... Um, hearing from you guys and i'm praying for everyone out there i'm so thankful for your support and until next time god bless